Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into all of the resources I used to study for the BCBA exam. I got approved to take the test in mid-May, and I passed in July of last year. Last summer was dedicated to the test, so now that it's been a year, it seemed like the perfect time to recap. This podcast will be in two parts. This first part will just detail every resource I used and what I thought of it. The second part will be a timeline because I always see a lot of questions about how long people spend studying and that can be a hard question to answer. So I thought a timeline format would be helpful. You'll be able to see how long I waited between mock exams, at what point I added a new resource to study with and more. But again, for this podcast, I'm just gonna be talking about those resources and I'm gonna talk about them in the order that they were most helpful to me. I'll briefly describe what each resource is, and I will have a link, if applicable, to each resource in the show notes of this podcast. So first and foremost, the most helpful thing that I used was the Study Notes ABA One Month Cran. If you are in any type of ABA group, you've probably heard of this resource. The Study Notes ABA Collective was recommended to me time and time again, and I kept resisting it because I didn't want to invest a lot of money into trying to pass the test. But after I failed the exam on my first attempt, I said, all right, I'll go ahead and give it a try, and what a game changer. This is truly what made the material click for me. The one month cram is just the recordings of the collective. If you go to the collective, it's about 10 weeks and it's live classes where you can interact with the instructors and your other classmates. If you buy the cram, you're just watching the recordings of those live lessons. I wish I had just done the spring collective because I think that would have helped me even more as I went through my studying process, but I just bought the one month cram and then I did a video every day and that really helped me. There are 20 videos, and they can be anywhere from an hour to two and a half hours long, so that's something to keep in mind. If you buy the one-month cram, you just have access to it for 30 days, so you have to ask yourself, can you find time in your schedule to do basically a video every day? If not, they do have two-month and four-month cram options that extend the amount of time you have access to those videos. And one thing that I reflect on is the amount of money it costs me to take the test a second time, because if you fail, you have to pay both the board and the piercing testing center. The amount of money it costs me to take that test a second time was more than if I had just done the collective. So definitely try some of their free resources on YouTube. And if you think that they will work for you, it would have just saved me money to do that from the get-go. And it would have saved me a lot of stress and heartache as well. So absolutely love that resource. The second resource are the ethics book. I talked about this in great detail in my top three books for BCBA's podcast. If you didn't hear that, I'll link that in the show notes as well. But again, this was a resource that I did not use until I had failed the test. And then once I got it and I actually put time into it, ethics made a lot more sense. The ethics book is good, but it's really this student workbook that I think took me over the edge and helped me pass the test. I definitely remember sitting in my first test looking at ethics questions, and I said this in the other podcast, 
it's not that like one answer is right and the other three are wrong. Sometimes every single answer sounds right, sounds ethical, and sounds like what you would do. You have to figure out of all options, which one is the most ethically aligned answer. That is hard, especially when you're in that test and you've got the countdown on your computer and so much is resting on it. So the student workbook was able to help me get my brain thinking the way the board wanted me to think, even if that's not necessarily the way my instinct told me to answer. And I hope that makes sense. The third thing, we're going back to study notes ABA, they have mini mocks with video feedback. So if you don't wanna get the study notes ABA Collective or the CRAM, they have a lot of other smaller resources that you can check out on their website. I really liked their mini mocks because although they were a little bit more expensive than other mini mocks I saw, there was a video feedback component that explained every answer. Sometimes with the other mock exams, I didn't understand why I got the question wrong. And if I don't understand why I got the question wrong, I'm just going to use that same logic and answer the question wrong again in the next opportunity. So I got a full explanation of every question that I got wrong. And I think this is sometimes a miscomponent as well. I was able to confirm that I had the right thought process with the questions I got right. Sometimes you get questions right because you genuinely know the material, and sometimes you get them right because you were lucky. Well, there's no saying that I'll be that lucky again in the test, so I'd like to be able to see both the questions I got right and wrong and learn why they were right and wrong. The next resource was the FIT Guided Mock. This is another pricey option, but I do feel like it mimicked the test closer than any other mock exam I did. And I went ahead and paid for the version that came with the feedback on every question because again, if I'm getting the question wrong, I want to make sure I have someone explaining to me exactly what I did wrong so I don't make that mistake again. I took my test under the fourth edition and it doesn't look like they have a fifth edition mock exam up yet so I don't have anything to link to but definitely keep your eyes out for it because if you see it pop up it's a great option especially right before you test. The next one is the ABA study group on Facebook and I think this is by far the best free resource you're going to find. If you don't have a Facebook, I genuinely think it's worth making a Facebook under your dog's name, adding no friends to it, and just joining this group because it is such a plethora of free resources. They have been created and verified by BCBAs, and I spent a lot of time in the files section. I specifically used Celia's, Rogers, and Bill's mock exams. And I didn't even begin to touch on all of the resources that you'll find in the files section. So from videos, downloadable worksheets, mock exams, people putting up scenarios and other people explaining in the comments, it's just an amazing free resource. The next tool that I found really helpful was the Cooper Text. So again, I talked about this one in that same Books for BCBAs podcast, but I did want to say this again. This is one that I'm not sure everybody needs to do. I reread the entire Cooper text because it'd been several years since I took my coursework and I did need the refresher. If you're in your courses while you're getting your supervision, I don't know if you necessarily need to go back and read the entire text, but if you're like me and there has been a lapse, I did find it helpful to get familiar with the vocabulary again. 
The next one was the ABA Wizard app. And so, full disclosure, this is one of those resources that people either love or hate. Some BCBAs do not agree with the answers that are given within this app. That being said, I think it was a worthwhile app. It was pretty affordable because it's a one-time purchase of $9.99. And what I liked about it a lot is it had a grid on the front so I could track my progress. It had little categories for each section of the test. If you're familiar, there'll be section A, B, and so on. There is a little grid that tells you how much progress you've made in each section within that app. And so it made it really easy for me to track and make sure I was spending enough time looking at all of the different areas of the exam. And I really just took the approach of taking every answer they gave me with a grain of salt, but it was still a good way for me to get a lot of practice in with the vocabulary and also just get practice answering questions in that format. Plus, it was so easy to quickly answer some questions if I got to work early, if I was the passenger in a car, if I was standing at the stove stirring soup, anything like that where I had a free minute, I could do a couple questions and I was always constantly refreshing all of the information I needed to know. The next one was a resource I really wish I had known about when I was studying. It was the Rogue ABA free class. I did not start going to these until after I failed the test the first time. And I wish I'd known about them months earlier because they're really awesome classes that again are free. They host these live Zoom classes that you can attend and they work on a ton of different areas. You can go to the classes that align to the areas that you're struggling with. The one that really helped me is I went to a class on experimental design and it really made that information make more sense to me. So definitely check them out. The next thing is the study notes how the F to break down a question video. So this is the first thing I got from Study Notes ABA, and it basically is a video on how to take the test. It was $12, it was about an hour long, and it helped me figure out the most effective way to break down questions on the exam. If you've looked at questions, they give you so much information that you don't need to know. It's completely worthless information, and you get bogged down. So what you have to do is read it and try and figure out what are they actually asking me and what... I kid you not, 20% of this passage is actually relevant to that question. And again, when you're in the task and you've got the timer and a lot is writing on it, it can be hard to weed through all of the junk that they put in there and figure out what question they're asking. So this video works through how you break down those questions and pull out the pieces that you need. If you do the collective or you do the cram, I don't necessarily think this video is needed because they do cover the same skills in that. But if you're not going to do the collective, but you do feel like you could use help, this is a great, again, $12 affordable option and a quick hour to help you with that skill. So the last three things on the list are things that I had that I don't think really helped me, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't help you. So I hope I can clearly explain them to help you decide if it'd be something worth checking out. So the first one is an Etsy purchase, and I had found this resource on Etsy. It was $25, and it looked really promising, and I think for some people, it would be a fantastic resource. It comes with a guided notebook and SAFMED cards. We're going to talk about SAFMEDs in a minute, but I also found that I needed to actually handwrite my notes from Cooper. If you're someone that doesn't necessarily need to handwrite everything, then the notebook is set up really well. For example, there'd be a page 
and it would have all of the formulas listed. If you are studying for the test, you know what I'm talking about. They've got all these formulas listed. And then there was space below where you could kind of write out acronyms that you were making, notes that you wanted to remember. But for me, I had to actually write those formulas as well. So having them printed for me didn't help. And then I also didn't use my SAFMA cards, but if you're someone that would, having them printed could be a huge time saver. I used the fourth edition, but I have the fifth edition linked in the show notes. The next resource is ABA All Day from ABA Mindset. Before I say this, I do want to say I truly hate speaking negatively about anything, especially because I know a lot of people loved this resource, but I did the ABA All Day class and I really didn't find it helpful. It is 12 hours, 12 straight hours at your computer taking these classes. And some of the most challenging topics that I think a lot of people struggle with, like the graphing and the formulas, were at the end of the day. I would say it started at 8 a.m. and I would say by 5, 5 or 5.30, I was no longer processing information. I was so beyond done. And it's just like a flood of terminology and I couldn't keep up. I pretty much spent the last hour watching my clock because I was fried and totally burned out. I didn't really feel like the examples that were given in class were helping me make sense of the information the way it did with studying notes ABA. And I know a lot of people have said they passed because of this resource, so I don't want to tell anybody not to do it, but if I could go back, I would not spend my time or money on this resource. And then the last one are the SAS meds. I talked about this in other podcasts, so I'll recap it quickly. A lot of people swear by these. These are um, it's Say It Fast a Minute Every Day cards, so you're supposed to have your deck of cards and you're going through them as quickly as you can. It's to get that terminology into your head. A lot of people swear by these. It didn't work for me. I definitely can tr- try to continue to use them. I picked them up in February. I picked them up again in March because I thought it's what I was supposed to be doing. But once I ditched them and used the tools that helped me better, I saw a lot more progress. So this was supposed to be a one-part podcast, but I knew I was going to talk about these resources way too much, which is why we split it up into two pieces. Be sure to tune back in this next Friday so you can hear the timeline of my studying process, and I hope you found something in this podcast that can help you on your studying journey. Good luck, everyone, and you will get there. I cried so many tears over a 10-week span over this test. And I'm sitting here 10 months later at BCBA. I did it. You can do it. You can always reach out if you need help or cheerleader. I'm here for you guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.